and welcome to the best thing you watch this week. We got Chris from Movies and Munchies, myself, Ruben from the Ruby Tuesday. Uh, we're going to have an interesting week this week because I believe we uh, have watched a bunch of poo again this week, two weeks in a row. So it'll for me, those are always the, the most interesting weeks of content we do talk about because it's different content. So look forward to what we've got coming up. I think it's going to be interesting. Our Patreon, um, do check us out on Patreon. We've got a number of videos, quite a lot, uh, with the bearded ones. And we'll leave the link down below. And today in the audio podcast section, once you finish the video, or if you're only listening to us on podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, because we're there as well, we're going to be talking about the, the, the interesting decision makings of the new Marvel Phase 4. And in amongst that, we'll, we'll put Thor Love and Thunder. And in amongst that, we're still going to be talking about what we're looking forward to coming out um, and possibly a bit of entertainment news, depending on how much we got and how many more words we have left. <laughs> um, I have a crap ton of news, unfortunately. Okay, cool. Well, that's always <laughs> good. So it's, so it's going to be a full episode. But first... Uh, Chris, who yes. won the the, 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 the the questions last week, the movie quiz? Uh, let's see. It was uh, Gary Laybourne, uh, first to come in with all three correct. Um, now, the first one of yours, I got. I understood right. that because you had a prop, made it very mm. easy. It was Blair Witch Project. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Second one, while I've seen the movie, I did not know the quote, and it's the witch. Mm-hmm. From Robert Eggers. Yep. And the third one, again, have seen the movie. Uh, I prefer the sequel more than the first one. Mm. I don't know if I've seen three, four, five, six, twelve, and 13. Mm. But it's Hellraiser. Nice. Uh, a, little, a little bit of pinhead to keep you up at night. Yes. <laughs> uh, I've always wanted so, to see a nice little death match between Pinhead and, and Freddy. I thought that could be quite fun. Yeah. Because they're both kind I, I of still th- weird dreamland worlds, right? Yeah. Well, Not quite real. Or was Pinhead's y- more real? Pin- Pinhead's was real. It was just the p- portal to hell Yeah, yeah from yeah. Um, okay. with the Pandora's box there. Yeah. I think yeah, I, I'd go Pinhead. Pro- well, Unless you got Freddy in Pinhead's dreams. And he'd be like, Ooh. this is my realm. <laughs> so... <laughs> 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 so but does does pinhead dream i wonder does he sleep uh, it's interesting I, I, what is pinhead even yeah so <laughs> yeah weren't they oh what is the one of the, the nine uh, demon lords Pooh, i can't remember the names of those oh I, also, something i it's, uh, I, was gonna say, I also yeah. recently found out pinhead is androgynous he, he is not female or male so the new Pinhead, there's a new film coming out with him, has been played by a female actress, which I thought was interesting. Oh, that is. We started out as a guy, because in Pinhead, in, in Pinhead 2, I believe it's Hellraiser 2, mm. we get the actual origin of how Pinhead became Pinhead. Oh. Well, yeah. color me confused. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's, uh, but but again, though, I guess, you know, it's been so but long. It's it's a demon, like. Uh, yeah, exactly, like, yeah. At this point. <laughs> What Once does you were matter? dragged to hell, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah, you, yeah, no, that's cool. I want, I want, I have no idea if it's good. I haven't seen any of them since. Yeah, it's been I a mean, while. We they're old films. Yeah, we rewatched, we rewatched two um, on purpose I don't know, a couple of years ago, huh. and it, it was gross. I mean, there were parts <laughs> that I remembered. Um, I'm not sure I enjoyed all of the acting. Mm. Um, it's a bit agey, yeah, yeah, a little bit, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, so for this week's quiz, unless you have anything else you want to say, did we did mention who won, right? We did. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Are you are you ready for this week's quiz? I am excited for this. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, as always, we'll have to get my quotes up properly, uh, <laughs> and I will move my screen slightly so I can see and get myself in in the the right zone. <clears throat> Are you doing voices? I'm gonna try. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Ruben prepares. He's mentally engaging himself with the character. He's getting into costume, getting okay. into okay. <laughs> okay. Thanks. <laughs> time is an illusion. Lunchtime doubly so. Hmm. <laughs> mm, okay. Hmm. Mm. Okay, I'll move on to the next one. Did I stump you already? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Uh, The one thing this job has taught me is that truth is stranger than fiction. That sounds familiar. Such an amazing film. You'll kick yourself. Um, Okay, so this is... um, I'll do an easy one, just in case this really stumps people, but everybody (laughs) should get this one. Ever have that feeling where you're not sure if you're awake or dreaming? Okay. <laughs> there we go. Nice. Nice. Thankful for the bonus on this one. This week was hard, but let us know in the comments below. Well, people are so are good, so I've got to kind of up my game a bit. Dude, you're you're pulling them out of just... <laughs> I mean, it's so good. Like we live, you know, we live in our house by movie quotes, but it's not every single movie under the sun. I mean, it's, you know, there's, there's the huge go-to group that, that just Mm. pop out of your head or whatever, but ooh, these are some deep ones. I'm enjoying this. I like this a lot. Nice. So, all right. So, um, So, question time. Yes. All right. I have a question. Okay. If you could erase one thing from existence, even the memory of the thing, Mm. what would it be? My fat tummy? No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, Donald Trump? No, no. Let's not upset people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> That's a good one. I'll think. Well, do you have an answer to that? Because I, I have a reason why I don't have an answer to it. It's because I think that all the things that you think might have been negative in your life teach you something perhaps what not to do and or you don't want to be like and even all those negative things the decisions that you've made in your life have made you end up where you are and right now i have two wonderful kids and a wife but if i change it like like the butterfly effect if that ever never existed that that wouldn't or the memory of it but saying that if you don't have the memory of it you don't know that that has changed this is true that yeah, the the whole regret thing goes away there, and I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, I I'm better for the mistakes that I've made. Mm. I don't want to ever repeat them, and I no. wish I didn't have to have gone through the exactly. lessons that I went through to get to this point. If I could remember them, but, if I could remember that I'd made that mistake, but it's gone, I think I would choose like the stuff that I've done in my past as a youngster. They're like, I wish I'd never done that. 
Uh, oh, but still hold on to the wisdom from yeah. the mistake. Yeah, yeah. like hindsight. Ooh, that's 2020 good. hindsight's yeah. great, great, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, always. <laughs> <laughs> but Shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah. But also, if you go back and change those things, even if you do remember, doesn't that affect every decision you make anyway? Doesn't that change everything? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It doesn't work. Maybe. <laughs> No, maybe we just get rid of Green Lantern and call it good. <laughs> but but if we didn't have Green Lantern, would we have Deadpool? Well, and we probably wouldn't have Ryan Reynolds in the current state that he's in because isn't that where he met Blake Lively? I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So Exactly. Yeah, so mm. yeah. And and he already took care of um the I was going to say Green, Green Lantern. Day. Yeah. Yes, Green Lantern he took in care his of Green movie. Lantern, so. And there was another, it was somewhere else as well. That's the timeline. Uh, oh, I just love the, I don't know if you noticed in, I think it was Deadpool 2 with Domino. Is that 2 or 1? That, uh, that was 2. With the, okay, so they're on the, he's yeah. on the truck and uh, Bishop is shooting him. And if you take the, exactly the, the comparison scene from X-Men Deadpool, uh, you know, where oh. he was Deadpool in the X-Men, I think it was the, the Last Stand or something. Whichever mm. one he was Deadpool in where he had the laser beam eyes and everybody goes, Whoop. Um <laughs> If you take that scene, he comes out of the lift and someone shoots machine guns and he takes his sword out, swords out and goes, <laughs> and he's chopping those bullets in half. And we're all like, yeah, that's the Deadpool we know. In Deadpool 2, the movie, he's doing, <laughs> but every single bullet's hitting him. <laughs> he doesn't chop yeah. any of that. Just goes, so he just makes fun of every kind of bad version of himself from <laughs> the Green Lantern to <laughs> Deadpool, which I, 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 I rarely appreciate him doing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but should we get into the best things we watched? I, I think so. And I, uh, I'll let you go first, but... Correct me if I'm wrong. Your your first one might have to do a little bit with whatever the crap is on your face. This is just how I get up in the morning. Oh, uh, <laughs> open mouth, insert foot. I'll be going now. Thank you. <laughs> this is who I am. Man. <laughs> Why don't you love Dang me it. for me? Dang it. <sighs> Dang it. Oh, just no, no, yeah, you're right. Okay, so Netflix <laughs> dropped uh, a horror. I guess I guess it's safe to say it's a horror. Yeah. <laughs> it's a found footage film. Um Japanese? Japanese? Uh, Taiwanese. Taiwanese. Taiwanese, thank you. Yeah, I knew there was something off there. Okay, Taiwanese called Incantation. It's actually one that people have been talking about for a while. I think Net Netflix finally acquired the rights and then released it in it's an it's an original. Uh I heard you review it and I was like, Yeah, that's that sounds interesting. Um, I'm not a huge fan of found footage. Uh, sometimes I think they've just like talk about a genre that's been done to death. Uh, yes. There's been a lot of these. So I went in with uh, considering I made the joke, you know, last week about Blair Witch, you know, <laughs> I'm so scared right now. You know, I have the snollies uh, running down my nose. I was like, yeah, okay. Um, also, yes, snollies is a word. And so snollies, snollies. Yeah. Is that snot bubbles or snow? Yeah, How, yeah. What, explain that. We got to take a time out here. <laughs> An aside. Is it, welcome to the tangent show. Snollies. Okay. What What exactly? I don't know where my brain went. So it's the sniffles with snot running down. Um, okay. It, just think what a five-year-old would say generally. And that's what, how Ruben speaks. So uh, 
<laughs> New word. Love uh, it. Snollies. Okay. Yeah. Snollies. Okay. Okay. Sorry. What, what, what was I saying? Uh, um, Blair Witch found footage, not typically a fan of fan footage because it's great, been great, done. Great, great, great. Okay. So yesterday, um, I'm sitting in my bed. We've got a TV on our room, which I think is a mistake now because we never leave the room now. Uh, but my son <laughs> likes to tap. He has tap, tap games. And they're really loud. So he's downstairs. We let him have the lounge and be at peace and enjoy that. So we're upstairs. Like, you know what? Let's, let's, I'm going to stick this on. My wife is next to me on her iPad. And she's like, yeah, I'm out. And it's like first, <laughs> first couple of minutes. Uh, I'm like, yeah, fair enough. But she keeps doing that. You know, so the, the, the iPad's quite big. It's got about that much space. But she keeps doing the... Because somehow she started reading and started getting into the character of what's going on in Incantation. And I think that is why this film is actually good. It spends a long time investing you in the characters in between flashbacks which I think works quite well, but also to its detriment. Uh, so Incantation is about a woman that basically disturbs something she shouldn't, and that messes with her whole life and her future family life. And uh, we can get into spoilers later on after we've finished talking about this. But I just thought some of the visuals were really creative, really quite creepy. Um, it, it was scary when it needed to be, but there wasn't a lot of scary. It was just building all the time. And so when you got those creepy moments that were out of the corner of your eye or the person was doing something that they shouldn't or don't ask, don't ask. And I'm like, how is that person disappearing so quickly? Um, <laughs> there are moments like that that I also thought, yeah, this is this is pretty good in a really, really creepy way. And my wife ended up watching most of it. And now she's like, I don't know if I'm going to sleep ever. <laughs> Never mind. Look at mirrors in the bathroom again, ever. Uh, what do you think, Chris? Uh, yeah, it freaked me out. Um, I loved the atmosphere <laughs> that was created in this. You know, right from the very beginning, we're told that we're being brought into this movie. So, yep. I mean, it reminded me, like I said this in my review, it reminded me of The Ring, where mm. unwittingly 100%. we have now watched this video. Yeah, right? <laughs> and so we've Don't been make brought- me watch that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thought it was really creative the way that the, the video addresses the audience gives us the chant that we need to do, yeah. gives us the, the you, imagery and did everything. Did you chant? Oh, heck no. Did you chant no. in your head and, accidentally? Yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I did. And, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Oh. Um, the visuals, like you said, they, they're creepy and they're unsettling. Mm. And there are times where it is horrific, but I think a lot of the other times it's because either one, because something is not shown and that that just creates more of this atmosphere. Yeah, you know? yeah. And yeah. I don't know about you, but I, there were a couple of times where like the camera fell or it's just sitting on something oh, man. and we're watching. And I'm, I'm like, doing, I'm like, mm. yeah, I'm like, is there something there? I, yeah, there's got to be, you know, and other times like there's this one part where it does a replay and I'm like, oh, God, I saw it the first time. I don't need <laughs> to see it in slow motion. Um, <clears throat> but um there's a there's a small child involved in this, mm-hmm. and I think that amps up the uneasiness and the yeah. anxiety level. Your protective nature of trying wanting to protect the child from the circumstance yeah. that she's in, for sure. Yeah, we've got this innocent mm. who is unwittingly being involved, and then just because of the circumstances all around. Um, I found I found the flashbacks. Um, a little bit confusing 
mm-hmm. at times. Like I found it, it was, hard to follow it at times. Yeah, yeah, like I wasn't sure where exactly we were yeah, in the yeah, timeline yeah, exactly, because exactly of how that. it was compiled. Yeah. But by the end of it, I mean, I had, I had, I had the overall understanding. So it wasn't yeah. like, oh my gosh, this came actually before this, and like ooh, that that ruins it. No, it was like I got the whole picture. So that's mm-hmm. really, you know, by the end of it, I think you can do that. Uh, the it's based on true events yeah which, which is, is even more disturbing even more messed up yeah, yeah. just not right because you have this family i mean the you know the premise just with the family believing um that a or they worship it's kind of like a cult oh yeah and they they worship a spirit but they have to worship the spirit in order to keep bad things from happening which doesn't sound like a good spirit. You know what I mean? Like Why would you, you start? Like how, yeah. once you started accidentally, you, you're you in it. You can't stop. Forever. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And and how messed up is it that, um, well, again, like I said, we're brought into it, mm. you know, because that has a purpose. Yep. The 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 whole thing, which which is creative, <laughs> I think. You know Very what I mean? Creative. To, to put yeah. us right up from the outset, but not fully understanding until mm-hmm. the end. Yeah. And, yeah. I want to talk spoilers and ending now. So this is your kind of okay. your warning to kind of skip ahead. Look at the time codes because I want to talk about that creativeness, but I can't cre- talk about it without doing spoilers. So cool. this is your this is your moment. Okay. So editing wise, they break up the film into segments. Uh, mm-hmm. And so we go back in time, and they say this is the part where you this is the part where you see the incantation. This is the part where we see the video. Can I just say how clever it was where you see the symbol and then later on the movie, they do widescreen and they see the symbol and she's talking. They have all those letters, right? So you have all those letters. It's on mm-hmm. screen. You're reading it. I was reading what they were saying while they were chanting yep. and then it disappears with a widescreen in the background and all I see is the symbol going around. Did that work yeah. on your eyes as well? Oh, yeah. 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 Was... Genius. Genius. Yeah. <laughs> I kept going through. Um, I actually rewound it at one point because I was like, wait a minute. What is this part? Because, it, you know, found footage. I want to make sure that it is all actually from some kind of handheld camera source, not an actual. And I called it a production camera in my thing. And what I mean is um, that, you know, a you, you, piece of the film crew not standing there with a lockdown camera or something like that, you know, and then them putting overlays on it. I mean, it, which they do, I know it's special effects, but it, you know, all of it, you have all of these movements and all of these different angles and stuff. Mm. And I had forgotten that the mom had put a nanny cam inside the bunny. Yeah. And how creative is that? That yeah. then through the rest of the movie, as she's holding it or the daughter is holding it, we get these different angles and, you know, to tell the part of the story where we might not have seen anybody. We might have seen like a shoe mm. or something like that because of how another camera was being held. Yeah. And just yeah, very, oh, very, gosh. very clever. Um, so correct me <clears throat> if I'm wrong. The the deity is actually the mother Buddha. Mother Buddha. Yeah. Mother Buddha, which is yeah. evil for some reason. And so not looking at her, her, if you look at her directly, you cause the curse to be on you. Um, but the more you share the curse, the more dil- diluted it gets. But yes. if you f- 
if you come face to face with the deity that is or the statue that represent mother mother buddha then you go immediately mad and one of the things that everybody seems to want to do is smash their head into uh, a brick wall a door whatever is closest to you for some reason because you're going mad or a laptop to or a laptop the dude with the <laughs> yeah yeah just poor dude he was a nice guy uh, well, yeah, he's a good but guy. But what in the actual frick? I mean, the, the, the <laughs> couple of people that we watch smashing their faces into things. I mean, the girl at the end too. That was probably the worst one because it's like this stone table. Yeah, and you just please stop. Please what post. I <laughs> what I understood from that is that she because she made us watch it and she's basically put this online then the curse can be spread over the world because it's going to be over YouTube, it's going to be over everywhere. Yeah. So the curse itself is diluted massively, which is yes. why we get that clip at the end after she smashed her head into the kind of stone wall of the little girl being fine. Uh, yeah. So I'm. That, my, that's how... That's how I understand it? Is that right? That's how I understood it as well, yeah. Okay. Because she, I mean, the mom sacrifices herself once she, you know, she's she knows what's going on and she's tried everything she can mm. to save the daughter. I mean, remember, she she starved the child. Um, yeah. And then the doctor is like, I can't give you an injection unless she's eating. And so the, yeah. she puts something in and instantly bad instantly things Instantly worms. Happen to, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Can we, I mean, good on the creator's. For choosing something so absolutely disgusting, <laughs> to, but I mean, bugs the, the, also just like the flesh wounds, it looked like she's uh, uh, an amalgamation of like a a, a grotesque hive. Um, yeah, you know those kind of maggots. You can imagine things crawling out like worms, uh, a whole nest, and all of that all over you. It, it makes me want to go shower and clean. It's like get get off me. <laughs> Yeah, well, and it, it like the skin was uh, mirroring what was on the the roof. Yeah, remember when she's in there and yeah. just oh gosh! But well, that's and, what she sees in the statue, isn't it? The yeah, when she the, opens that, it up, that oh big kind of mouth infesting hive thing. Yeah, well, yeah. and okay, so it, we'll go just a, from a special effects standpoint or real footage. I don't know, but at the very beginning. We're getting these uh, these images of very weird things. And did you see that mouth that has like rows and rows of teeth? Yeah, in it? yeah. That was a human mouth. So I yeah. don't know. Was that actually footage of just some genetic anomaly, or was that, that special effects happen. that they that do? does happen? Does it really? Yeah, because uh, oh, yeah, yeah, my wife's sister's a dental hygienist or something. She's very good, but yeah, there are people, you know, deformities and stuff that just does happen. Uh, so that could be a real thing. But also, it, it's interesting how people that watched the videotape, it, it affected them differently. So the two cops suddenly just shot themselves, right? Just, yeah. They instantly went mad. Instantly. Gone. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> the woman. Oh, my gosh. The woman with the hot boiling glass on the end of it. Oh. Oh. And just. Oh. Oh, I had forgotten. Yeah, what the crap? Dude, how you, bad? You, that is the worst way to die. Because you're singeing you see- the cutting, but you're also... The more I thought about it, the more horrific it was. <laughs> well, and I, I, you watch her and you go, what are you doing? <gasps> oh, no! Why are you doing but, that? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I like the, to address your symbols on your face for mm. those that either have not watched and don't care and are watching this ending explained or whatever, mm-hmm. but just all of the symbols and the blessing that is yeah. put on. I mean, I, 
how disturbing also that it was, I mean, just, it's a young woman, you know, that is chosen to do this each time. And I wonder, I don't remember if they actually explained that portion of it. I don't think they did. You know, um, I do know that like when they're, you know, when the three uh, filmmakers come, one of them, I mean, is a relative, but they're like, you can no longer use these names. You know, yeah, these, are, was, these are the names now that you But that's use very witchy. And, like uh, one of the rules about yeah. witches, like never tell them your names, right? Because then they have power over you, which I guess must have come from some sort of law before, which makes sense. Like where, where, do, where did all that? And if this is based in fact or a true story, then ugh. I'm just going to call me Bob from now on. <laughs> hey Bob. Yeah. I've been turned into a cow. Can exactly. Go home? <laughs> yeah, just Oh, this I mean this was like I I saw that it was coming to Netflix just in my, you know, the new and upcoming things and I was like, "Oh, that looks kind of cool. What is this?" and I read just a tiny bit about it and I'm like, "Huh, found footage. Well, okay, you know, and Cuz there's so many of them now, isn't there? There are and and that's what you typically get a if it's a found footage movie, it typically goes horror. Mm. You know, there was one that I saw during a pandemic that was filmed during pandemic. I think it was called Host, and it was all on Zoom, and it was a Shutter original. It's only like 60, 70 minutes, so it's not very long, um, very effective. Uh, but so the found footage angle of that, and th- so this one, I was really impressed though by, ha- by how enveloping the story actually was. But also the when they do it, there's like a th- we're three quarters of the way into the film and then they spend the next 20 minutes just kind of doing the mother and daughter's story. And you're like, yeah, man, I know why you're doing this. You're just making me like the characters even more. Uh, yeah, well, and, and when the daughter sees things oh my and gosh. the mom like in her room and the mom is like, wait, is it here? Is it here? <laughs> That's- I, I kept waiting to see like the mom actually see something or something. And I think it was even worse that it wasn't there, that yeah. we never saw anything. She sees that, it. The, the child Why sees it. And see that, it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> and that in that room, you know, and I, I talked about it before we got to the spoilers of the, the replay. We're at the school, the, the arms stretching oh. out of that. Why is it always hands though? Like arms, not just hands, like arms. Yeah. Cause in the yeah. tunnel, there were loads of arms. <laughs> There were yeah, many arms. <laughs> yeah, just I, it, I. I'm glad I saw this movie. Uh, it is messed up. It will be a while, I think, before I watch it again. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure I watch it again. <laughs> yeah, I probably will at some point, just because. I mean, I, I, I know I'll pick up more. Yeah, you know, true. the second yeah. time around, like I'll uh, because I understand the story. I'm not going to work so hard to figure out where we are in the timeline mm. as much. I'm just going to be able to now. What little elements look for the I little things or, that I, I might have missed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, cool. Yeah, but it's an interesting one. I'm glad I glad I watched it. Me too. Yes, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So there you go. Well, it made our list. No, so it did. Yeah, there, there, you go. there is that. <laughs> so what's next uh, on your list? Because I presume you well, did incantation as well. I did incantation. Yes, that was that was certainly on my list. Um, and actually, that was the only. Well, no, no. So last weekend, uh, it was probably Saturday night. I was uh, just I had edited a bunch during the day, 
and I was just looking for something else to watch. And so I I have a ton of streaming things, but I decided to look on the Netflix just to see what was new. Mm-hmm. Like out of the things that I didn't know were coming or that were, um, you, you know, whatever it is. Uh, the, the Netflix is more of my go-to, not mm-hmm. only because it's it most people have that, so it allows me, you know, a chance to to watch something that other people, for the most part, are watching. But it just it has more also. Mm-hmm. And as I'm going through the new stuff, I stumbled upon a movie that you had seen and reviewed and told me about, but it was not playing here in my area at a time where I could access it. Mm-hmm. And it was a, um, it, I watched it in. Telugu, I think, Telugu, um, yeah. but it's called Major, yeah, nice. and it's okay. based on a true story, and I believe it was filmed simultaneously in Hindi and in Telugu or Telugu because of the regions that it encompassed, hmm. and so a true story of this military guy, this special forces trainer, guy who from basically a childhood wanted to become a soldier. He has a protective instinct in him. And it's just based on the true story of this attack on Mumbai in 2008, mm. I think. Um, and so we just, we follow that. And we know it's not necessarily going to be the happiest of stories. Well, yeah, we know it where it ends up, so. Yeah, but I was, I was actually um, very, very surprised at how emotionally engaging the story was. That I like the actor is very charismatic, mm. and so I I was I was rooting for the character, even though he might be a little flawed. I'm not sure that I he is. I mean, he is duty above all else. Like yeah. he is willing to forsake his personal relationships for duty. So I can respect that. I'm not sure that I resonate as much with that. Mm. Actually, I know I'm not. I don't resonate as much with that. Um, but it – so when an attack on Mumbai happens, which let me just say, I was unfamiliar with this. I didn't know about this. I was – I mean my jaw was on the floor as it started. Like I was in shock because the terrorists that come in, they were non-discriminatory. They shot everybody and anything and it just was like there was not even a there wasn't hesitation it was like they're funneling people through a thing and then so they could just more of them could take other people out coordinated organized attack and so then you have the special forces going in and i i cried twice in this well once i teared up um because of just a gesture that a whole bunch of soldiers do uh, because I felt it very heartwarming and just very touching, and it was it was not emotionally manipulative at all. I mean, it fit exactly. Um, and then at the very end, the the father is giving a speech, and I could, there was no fighting it. My wife was was in the room at this point, and she goes, "Are you crying?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Yes, I am. I just I." There's no, there's no denying this. I mean, I, you know, sometimes it's like, no, I'm not crying. I'm. It's fine. It's just dusty. You know, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I'm tearing up just a tiny bit or whatever. No, no, no. This was, I mean, it was emotionally impactful, and the action was good. The romance um, angle was believable. It was cute and sweet. Um, I think it's not a perfect movie. I think there were issues with. Maybe some of the development in a couple of little spots here and there with um, 
that we see a relationship or we actually don't see a relationship deteriorate um, except through a couple of quick flashbacks. Um, mm. They make sense. I understand them. Um, but I'm not, and I'm not sure that they needed as more. So I still, I was blown away with it. Um, and now because you had reviewed it and I hadn't seen it and I wanted to see it, I didn't get a chance to see your review because I also, I don't watch reviews before I review something because then I just, I don't want it to accidentally spoil what I might say. Yeah, that's but right. what did, what did you think of, of this movie when you saw it? Do you remember? Yeah, um, yeah, I'm wrecking my brain now. It's been <laughs> been a while, and we've seen a few other sure. similar uh, films yeah. since then. Uh, but what I remember of it is that it really earned its action. So it spent mm-hmm. time dealing with the character. I also remember him not being the perfect soldier straight away. Like they had no. to set him up to be as skilled as he needed to be, which I really liked. Like, so he's not diehard character straight away. But he is, is eventually when you enter that kind of diehard scene, because it's what I'm, I'm mentioning that, but it's because it's what a lot of people refer to that last hour, because it's oh, yeah. quite a long time, the action set piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you've really earned why they're there. You understand what he needs to go and do. And he's the only person. He is very skilled. There, There is a bit of, really, can you do this? That, was this actually the truth? Are you really that skilled? Uh, he was. <laughs> But eventually, we had to earn that. Um, I do think there was a bit of exposition given, often like when they wanted us to catch up in a bit of the story, Mm -hmm. where they would sometimes just go, and here's information for the next five minutes in the conversation, which is fine. I understand sometimes that's the way way to do things. However, the choreograph in the fighting scenes... I thought were very good. Yes, very over the top in places, but believable, mm. hard hitting as well. Um, the, it's not Krav Maga, but it's their use of their martial arts, their close combat mm. fighting, uh, the mixture between the weapons and the, the quickness of, I'm going to take you down as quick as possible in the best. I'm not here to make it look fancy. I'm here to take you out. Uh, and that, I appreciated it. I don't like these films when the martial arts is great, but it's all, yay, I'm going to spend the next, five minutes trying to take you down through kicks and flips and yeah great it's great you can do that but if you're actually trying to kill each other you're going for those death moves i'm going to go straight for your heart your throat your eyes you know whatever takes you out quickest uh and i felt the impact but you also cared for the character so that helped Mm. um like you know much like with john wick you care why he's fighting uh yeah i think a lot of action films don't get that right so we have a film based on on truth uh, we have a story that they've spent time on, and so by the time we get to that final piece, we kind of know what's going to happen, but we're ready for it. They've, they've set us up. Well, I say we're ready for it, but Chris is like... <laughs> I, I knew it was coming. I, my heart, though, wasn't... I mean, it... Well, I think just, I, my just because you know it's prepared. coming doesn't mean you're not going to be sad. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, and I think that speaks to the the way that they were able to emotionally invest me in the character. It was the father's I mean, speech, right? The, it was the father's speech at the yeah, end that yeah, got me. Yeah, but, it, yeah, but, but that it's was, talking it, about... Yeah, the, that was emotionally impactful, though. It was very respectfully done with emotion. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and you're right. I The the training montage that he goes through, mm. it made it earned. You know, and, and we all... I mean, how many times have we seen training montages in films yeah. where you see – but this one, it gave us a um, – it gave us a growth point for him because a question is asked by the instructor 
of all of the, you know, like the drill sergeant. And we then get to watch, watch his answer play out to then become his verbal answer at the end. You know, and I thought that was really, I mean, it was creatively done. It, it, it didn't take super long, but at the same time, we get to watch him go from crap mm. to slightly less crap <laughs> to all the way at the end of that to being like, wow. And in the midst of it, get to see his heart mm. of him still caring for other people. That, I never, that duty yeah, I never doubted else. his honor. He's, the no. person he was, he was always that person. He might not have had those skills yet, but he was that guy through and through which was really good yeah yeah when you talked about the um like the close quarters combat and there's one there's one particular like one bad guy this red shirt bad guy that he was fighting in this hallway Mm. and the the choreography is amazing and i love that they don't do a whole bunch of quick cuts now there were some to give us, you know, some excitement in there and some motion, but also we just get to watch them battle back and forth, and it's like, oh my! You totally goodness. believe he can, like he, that was the fight, but you get to see it, like you said, yeah, you believe yeah. he can actually do those things that he's doing, mm-hmm. uh, and you feel the threat. Time. Oh yeah, that you know, yeah, like you said, it's it's the impending death. I, oh. I am fighting for my life here, and I've got to <laughs> I've got to end this as quickly <laughs> as I can so that I don't die. And oh, so. yeah. Good choice. So it's available. Yeah, it's, it's available, available on Netflix, on Netflix uh, in the US, not in the UK, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. that's weird. Yeah, I guess because I think it might be showing around here in some cinemas still. So, oh, sometimes well, they're, they're way off. Um, yeah, that could be then. Yeah. Um. So, because of the amount of poo we started watching. It's not, it's not even like, it wasn't like proper stinky poo. It was just poo. Like it was meh. Yeah, just, it just meh. There, yeah. there was stuff that, you know, you can see on our channels this week. We reviewed stuff and some of them may even reached fours, but they're not like the best thing yeah. uh, we watched this week. Um, like Sea Beast, I enjoyed, but it's still not something that I felt like I needed to talk about. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's just, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay. So we went back and I recently w- read one of the comments in your reviews, or not your reviews, in your podcast section, uh, video podcasts, video podcast section last week. And there's someone, someone was saying, please, can you guys watch some older films? Because, you know, it feels like it, it's popular to do all the new stuff. But, you know, and I was like, yeah, when we first started, we did, we were doing like, let, let's bring one film that we really enjoyed an oldie. And we used to do that. So, you know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to watch something that actually I enjoy watching. One that I haven't seen for a long time. So I'm going to set it up, Chris. And, and okay. the viewers. Okay. So Odin. Yeah, Odin. Uh, God in him. the sky. Yeah, Odin. Um, plays a battle of wits with the Incredible Hulk. against, uh, But they have to work together to stop... Voldemort from killing. <laughs> what? <laughs> Can you figure out what film I am talking about? So we've got Anthony Hopkins, Mark Ruffalo, Mm-mm. and um, the, no, 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 the Incredible oh. Hulk. Is that Eric Bana? No, nope. is that uh, Edward Norton? Edward Norton. Okay, <clears throat> so Anthony Hopkins, Edward Norton, and um. Oh, uh, Ray Fiennes. Yeah. Anthony Hopkins. 
Ooh. Wow, talk about six degrees of separation. You're, I, I'm trying to, I'm struggling to find. Ooh. Should I read the synopsis? Yeah, give that to me. Okay. That's... A retired FBI agent with psychological gifts is assigned to help track down a certain serial killer. Oh, red dragon. Yeah, it's red dragon. Nice. Oh, okay. It's been forever since it, I've seen this. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Um, I remember when this first came out, there were a lot of reviewers like, this isn't very good, is it? Mm. And I went back now and there's a shift in the reviews. Like a lot of, a lot of people are really enjoying this now. The, the audience have like, there's a number of like, it's much higher. Not that that means anything because everybody's views or whatever is whatever. But I was surprised at actually how good this is. And I'd forgotten the, the kind of the twist ending. I was like, this is, I need more films where Anthony Hopkins is playing the mysterious dude, but has like a serious level of deception in his eyes. Uh, if you, I've forgotten how blue Anthony Hopkins' eyes were, at least in the film. Mm. And then Ed Norton's blue eyes as well. There was such a weird, stark contrast. But also, I didn't realize that the Red Dragon was the one that is based on, or well, the series is based on Hannibal. It's that storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't uh, that the, the first or the second book? Or maybe, I don't know. Yeah. It's the prequel, probably the second book. Okay. Uh, it ends exactly where Silence of the Lambs picks up. Okay. Uh, where it starts. Um, and in fact, it, the dude that's looking after Hannibal Lecter says, hey, there's someone that wants to see you. And he goes, what's her name? And that's where it ends. And nice. you're like, ooh. But I've forgotten how tense and how battle of wits it is this is like prime ed norton real estate you know when he's mm. he's just chewing up the scenery but it's it's i mean you have rolf fines who plays a serial killer that you kind of like uh you, you obviously don't like what he's doing but sure the, the the psychological battle i don't know if you remember the tattoos that he's got it's a whole body piece of a, a red dragon that he flexes to make it look like it's got open wings. And he kind of falls for this uh, blind woman. There's this relationship that you, a protective, again, talking about like you're protective over this blind woman because he, he forms this relationship and he's like this serial killer, but he really likes her. Um, mm. But he's battling almost a, a psychosis of almost split personality of, what he believes is a totally evil and he's trying to stop the evil from coming which is himself uh and anthony hopkins's character is kind of manipulating him at the same time so we have all these moving pieces and you know when it kind of comes to the end and the story is still going you're like why hasn't it stopped why isn't the story finished <laughs> and, and Kirsten and i both were like looking at each other wait there's more, isn't it? You're like, oh no, I think we've forgotten what happens at the end. And then we're like, oh damn it. We'd, yeah, it's nice when you, it's the film's been so long since you, you don't remember what happens at the end. But I was just massively impressed with the performances. Uh, it isn't very action heavy, but it's all psychological. It's probably set up like the series that we we know and love now with serial killers. Um, so one on Netflix. Uh, oh, Mindhunter. Mindhunter. It's probably like, very heavily inspired from stuff like that because getting into the psychosis of a serial killer uh, is great which is leading me into the series that you 100 percent need to see chris you're gonna love it and it's gonna mess you up but it's probably my favorite series i've seen this year so far i haven't seen all of it it's four episodes i've watched out of the six 
and it's Blackbird. And mm. my goodness, it's phenomenal. Like, it's really, really good. I didn't think I was going to be hooked. First episode, like, I'm in. Like, all the way in. Because oh, wow. it starts with a character that is a douchebag. Uh, but it shows. It spends a whole kind of episode spending, like, why he's the why he's a douchebag. He, he, his life and his circumstances. Uh, what's the actor's name again? Taron Egerton. Taron, Taron Egerton. He, he, he is brilliant. I think this is his best performance. Like, I don't think anything wow. else that he's done better than this. Uh, wow. Eddie the Eagle, he was great in, but... Yes. Um, and I loved his action films, but this is very, very good. He's also massively buff in this <laughs> this series. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so you have him chew up the scenery with the serial killer, and the only reason why that happens is the story is so interesting, and again, one of those that is based on fact. Uh so he gets sent to jail he thinks that he's going to get out because he has really good lawyers because he deals in drugs and guns and the fbi come to him going you've got 10 years and he really thought he was going to get like five and two for good behavior maybe 18 months uh for you know making the deal sweet or something but he got 10 years and he's like damn and so they let's make a deal since you're such a smooth talker and you totally get that since you can make friends with anybody we want you um to find out where a certain body is buried the circular um basically their case is falling apart and so he goes into another jail which is uh, a maximum security prison for criminally insane and uh those heavy hitters and that for me i was just like dude and so as he said, you think he's going to, his job is just to be in that jail, make friends with this guy. And it is. Mm-hmm. But turns out that the guards kind of know who he is um, from his. So he's got to play the part of being that ex druggy um, oh. dude. Also, his dad is uh, Ray Liotta. And this is one of the last performances oh, we see of Ray Liotta. Yeah. I think it's one of the three. And he, he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But my goodness, everywhere you turn in this series, people are just acting um their their moves off i was going to say for a british colloquial term but i'm going to say instead moves off <laughs> um and you're just like every now and again you're like this is a horrific story about a dude that's doing unspeakable things but it's fascinating to watch mm. and the guy that plays the serial killer my goodness i he's like my new favorite guy to play bad guys i need i need to find him I know I know him, but uh, uh, is it Paul Walter? Is, is that right? Oh, Paul Walter Hauser? Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. that dude. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He okay. is phenomenal. Like, if you think Taron is good, Paul, he plays it really soft and quiet, kind of a high squeaky voice. Mm-hmm. But the stuff that's going on in his eyes, he also plays drugged up because they've drugged him up a lot. So every now and again, he snaps out of this kind of psychosis, druggy haze, and he says something that just creeps you the heck out. And then Ooh. you're back in. And, and so Tyron's trying to make friends with this guy, trying to keep alive as well because of what's going on with the guards, um, but also needs to make sure that this guy doesn't go out. So you start with the character that Tyron is very selfish, just looking out for himself, then mm. realizing if he doesn't do what the FBI says, this guy goes back out in the streets and uh, is very good oh. at what he does. Uh, man alive. I can't wait for you to have watched this because I want to talk about it, like do spoilers. But everybody nice. needs to put this on their list. Apple, 
kicking ass once again. Like, seriously, they know what to buy. What's quality content, man? Yeah, they they are, like, top tier mm. when it comes to this stuff. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Well, speaking of, like, uh, I can't remember the author who did uh, Red Dragon and the whole series like that, but mm. did you ever see uh, Michael Mann's film Manhunter? I, I didn't, but I love Michael Mann as a director. Oh. Mm. Dude, okay, so this is like this is this, this is Hannibal Lecter, oh. but it's pre Anthony Hopkins. It's pre um, who plays Hannibal? Oh, uh, Brian Cox. Oh wow! Oh my yeah, goodness! No, Brian is, Cox. Good lord! It has a, it has a very Miami Vice esque feel to it. It's funny that um, considering he directed Miami Vice. Ex- exactly, <laughs> and it's not and it's not like the flashy type. It's that it's that blue. Mm. He loves his and, blue tone. Um, he does love the blue tones. <laughs> it's just it's uh, it's been a while since I've seen it, but it is um, it's really good too. I mean, it, it's on the longer side, but mm. again, hey, it's Michael Mann, so whatever. But it, um, yeah, I, I, I recommend checking. Oh, so checking this is also out. the Tooth Fairy. It's so it's the same book. Oh, okay, okay, that's oh weird. Okay, weird. I didn't oh, know yeah, that. It's, yeah, yeah, really good. Really good. Nice. Okay. So. Uh, so what's next on your list? Well, it's uh, mine is also an older movie. Mm-hmm. It's um, one I don't think I've t- – I, I know I've referenced it at least when we've uh, been chatting back and forth. But this is in top five movies, my, my top five movies. What, of, like all time? All time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's uh, it's called The Way, Way Back. And it is – what? Bat flick. No, 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 not the way back. No, not the way back. That's the way back. Yeah, no, no. The, the way, 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 way back? back is Steve Carell, Tony Collette, Allison Janney, and uh oh, so Anna Sophia Robb, Maya Rudolph, Nat Faxon, Jim Rush. I don't think I've seen this. And then uh and I don't remember the one the kid's name who who plays the main kid, but the actor that makes the movie, Sam Rockwell. Oh my um, goodness! Okay, it is Steve Carell is a douche. <laughs> he is a trash character in this, and um, he plays it so well. Oh my gosh, you just hate him all the way through. Tony but why Collette, do you love this? Um, so the the story is uh, Steve Carell and his daughter are taking his Steve Carell's girlfriend to played by Tony Collette and her son um, to their beach house in, I don't know, East coast beach Hamptons type of thing, something like that. Mm. I don't I don't know exactly, but anyway, over the 4th of July weekend and it becomes just like the party place for adults. So Allison Janney is the next door neighbor. Um, and the kid Tony Collette's son is he's treated poorly by Steve Carell and not not like abusively, uh, at least physically. I mean, he's emotionally just rude and mean um, to the kid. But this kid is just he's just he's a loner. He's awkward. He's quiet. He's uh, very unsure of himself. I mean, that's probably the biggest thing that he has zero self-confidence. And one day he stumbles upon he just goes out for a ride on his bike and he goes into a water park and he's just sitting there and um, Steve 
Nope. Sam Rockwell runs the place. And they had met earlier by just some chance encounter at a pizza place, had a quick conversation. Sam Rockwell remembers him, asks the question. They have a little bit of talking. And the heart in this that you see not only the character growth of this kid going from zero self-confidence just totally in his shell to having somebody believe in him and support him and treat him like the adult that he could be and the young man that he is and seeing all the potential in him to watching then this boy go from like withered flower who doesn't have any personality who just (coughs) curled into himself to being somebody that is lively, fun, um, confident, you know, just not cocky, Mm. but just just like has discovered that, you know what, I can, I can do things. I have value in this world. And the, the messages that are interwoven in the conversations, I mean, there is a ton of comedy. It's very quick, quick, um, you know, from Sam Rockwell, but the whole cast really, I mean, just really creates, and there's a lot of good tension within there. So this, this is a huge comedy but also with some very pointed dr- dramatic arcs to it where they just like, boom, oh my gosh, that hurt emotionally. That is, and you you could even see the arcs coming mm. and doesn't matter. And so at the end of it, I mean, it's inspiring. It's uh, you, I leave with a smile on my face every time. Like I can quote most of the movie wow. as we're going okay. along, you know, and it's just, it's, Sam Rockwell is bacon. He makes everything better. Mm. And I mean, this is one of his, for me, one of his standout roles. And that that's, I mean, the dude is in so many good things or he makes things so great. And this is one where while he is not necessarily the top build star, he is the star of the movie and he is the heart of the nice. movie. And okay. so- yeah, it's a great summertime movie because it takes place over Fourth uh, of July weekend. So in America, where they're setting off, you know, large amounts of Is that fireworks what you watch? and stuff like that. That's what we did also on Fourth mm. of July. Um, it is our yearly watch because not only do my wife and I just absolutely love this film, but um, our kids and and our daughter in law loved it as well. Nice. And this was the one that my wife and I we rented one time on a whim from Redbox. Mm. We watched it one night. And woke up the next morning and watched it again because it had impacted us so much. It left us with such a good feeling. Yeah. And then we um, we rented it again like a year or two later for the boys to see. And the same thing happened. We watched it at night. The next morning, everybody got up and like, I really want to watch that again. Let's watch it again. And we did. And it's – so it is – Nice. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. put this on our list to watch tonight actually. It sounds perfect. It's so good. Is this from yeah. the studio that brought you uh, Little Miss Sunshine and Juno? Is that have the same feel as that? Um, maybe. Hmm. I mean, it, I could see, I could see some of those, some of those same uh, sentiments in there. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't. It, it, I mean, to me, the cast is incredible, so it's worth watching yeah. just to see what they're doing. Well, that's it too, because each, like there are so many, in every scene almost, there are these moments where you can just like, wow, wow, Mm. wow, you know? And um, I mean, from Steve Carell, from the opening lines, I mean, we, 
the movie establishes Steve Carell and his <laughs> character before the image comes up. Oh it's my gosh. black. It's black screen. And, and we yeah, just hear voice. Oh yes. And and then it's within the span of like three minutes, you get to hear how much you do not like this character. <laughs> and then they then they they support that through the whole thing. I mean, it's just, he's just, you know, even though he might have some, some, nah, they're not redemptive arcs, but you, you want him to be better, <laughs> but you also know that he probably won't be better. He probably and won't ever because that's who he is. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. I'm curious to hear what you think once yeah. you see it. Cause the, I mean, it looks awesome. And I love the cast. Amanda Peet is in it as well. I was looking at the, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a great cast. So uh, Rob Corddry. Yeah, isn't it? Such a um, good and cast. Nat Faxon and Jim Rush uh, wrote it and both directed it. Oh wow! Okay, so Same. and it, Jim Rush is hilarious in this. He, it's small role. Same with Nat Faxon; they mm. both have smaller roles. But they, you can tell you can tell that they have so much fun in this because of the scenes that they create and just the feeling that comes from it. In films like that you really feel it like it comes off onto the screen the audience can feel like the, the love that they had for the project that they were in especially yeah. when the cast and crew are having a really great time making it uh, and that does like come off and oozes on some films you just just love that uh speaking of one i never got to go to the cinema well a press screening to watch this film i was gutted because it was one i was really looking forward to Mm. Um, and I held off watching it on VPNs and elsewhere because I wanted to see it properly in all its glory. And then this morning, in comes a package, a 4K disc. And I was just like, oh, well, I better show everybody then. And so, and if you can see that. Oh, are every, you freaking kidding me? For everybody that uh, loves Nick Cage. Now, let me show you that what's on the, the steel disc, right? Nick Cage, 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 Here he is. And then obviously inside is, it gives you the Blu-ray and the 4K. So I'm just going to show everybody. And then you get like a little taster for stars there as well. Nice. Which is awesome. And the cover gives you like the, the title, which is this plastic cover. Oh, the the slip cover there. Yeah, the slip yeah. cover, which is just a nice little add-on. So I'd never seen it. So I stuck that on this morning, very excited. And I, I would say it's not the best film, but for anybody that loves Nicolas Cage, you're going to absolutely love it. There is so much Nick Cage in this. And I almost <laughs> don't like the, the 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 main character that he plays. I like all the other characters that we see of Nick Cage. So mm. like he's the actor Nick Cage and he's going through the stuff and he's trying to reconnect with his family. He meets this obsessive guy that's obsessed with Nick Cage. And by the way, Pedro Pascal is actually obsessed with Nick Cage. If you go and watch oh. the documentary behind the scenes that's on the 4K, it, the, the reason why they got him to be play the part is because he, he grew up watching Nick Cage films and he's just, that's kind of what shaped his career. So oh, it, wow. it makes it even more special when you're watching this guy who supposedly is some sort of mafia mob guy, like the most evil guy, um, who is just actually the sweetest character and them two on screen together when they're broing out like 
best friends i was just like this i could just watch the whole movie of this i didn't even need the action bit you know of that last act uh, but it was interesting listening to the making of which again is on the disc is uh they they don't know of anybody else that they could have contacted to do a film that has five different themes or genre shifts in the film the only person that could play that is nick cage and he does that. I mean, there's moments when Nick Cage is in a restaurant and he's talking to himself, uh, little Nicky, and little Nicky goes off on a tangent and it's just wonderful. <laughs> I was just like, oh, man. Uh, but Nick Cage he said himself that he didn't want to play the part. He wasn't going to play the part because it was so mm. daunting to play himself. Oh, um, sure. Until the directors wrote his personal letter to him, fanboying out on Nick Cage and how much they actually know his work and that this film would kind of be a celebratory thing about him. And it really is. Like, there's so many other things that crop up when you get into Pedro Pascal's, well, the, the, the character is playing that room that's like a, a shrine to <laughs> Nick Cage. <laughs> And it's like the worst statue of the face of character with the golden glasses. <laughs> of the statue is horrific. And yet, how much? Yeah, <laughs> can I buy it? He's has so much fun with this movie. It's so good. And then all those special features and extras that are on there just really help you appreciate the movie that much more. What I miss about physical media: you can watch a movie and it's great and you really enjoy it. But when you see some of the stuff underneath, like why? Why did he take this role? Uh, you know, it's yeah. very self-indulgent. It's about yourself, making yourself look good. And then you see why and how hard it was for him actually to play this part. And then you see the the, the directors, why, why they loved it. And Pedro Pascal's love for Nick Cage, you know, all of that makes it so much better. There's a little two-minute special feature. It's literally, I think, two and a half minutes where kids mm. um, act various different scenes, a few lines from Nick Cage films acting like him oh. and it's brilliant it's so funny uh, i think for any nicholas cage fan this is a like a, a must you got it you gotta get it comes out this week in the uk i presume if it's not out yet then maybe it's worldwide on the 4k i know it's out digitally but on the 4k 10 mm. i'll put description stuff below where you can get it but my goodness chris i'm, I'm so happy so very happy <laughs> i'm so glad that you finally got to see this i mean yeah the the thing also that I loved is all of the film. I mean, like the discourse on film that they go into. Mm. Oh my goodness. They really, I mean, like it's kind of a heady conversation at <laughs> points, but it's still oh, accessible. Yeah. And I, uh, when they're like talking about like, what is your favorite film? And then that starts off the big conversation about, but I mean, that is a really hard question. And then they just nail it. Like, okay. But then when he does, he says, when, when they get to their final dude dude who sees that coming Noah right. sees that coming yeah yeah but but when they say that didn't you go well you know what you're not wrong I can't really argue with yeah, you there I, I can't <laughs> not for a second you're, you're right and I'm very that's, much looking forward to the next one that's coming out strangely absolutely. enough absolutely yes me too yes yeah. it just it was so I, yeah this was I mean I loved I, like you the the shift in genres Mm. That that we, you know, it goes about to talking about the film and what Pedro Pascal wants to do. And as they're writing this to becoming that film also, exactly. which yeah. I love because, you know, they go from making fun of it and how rote or how um, cliche to do an action sequence like this would be. And then we get one. 
<laughs> just, you know, how self-aware it is. And yet it works perfectly because even though it has made fun of itself a little bit, it still is, I mean, it's honoring and because it's true. You know, I mean, some of these, this really works, this arc, this trans, you know, progression yeah. works and that's why people love it. And so, I mean, Pedro Pascal and Nick Cage on LSD m might be the greatest bit of cinema ever. <laughs> we laughed so hard during that because, you know, in the trailer, the, the one trailer that I, no, I saw two trailers because one actually gave a little bit more context to what the story really was. Mm. But the, the first trailer, the teaser had them, you know, laughing and like going up on the wall and stuff like that. So you saw the punchline for that, but you didn't get to see anything before that. Nice. And the whole conversation of them just sitting on the steps about yeah. the people around. <laughs> this guy altered licking his ice cream. <laughs> Were they watching us before? I don't know. And then they're just brilliant. This action scene that isn't an action scene. Uh, and this whole emotional scene of them pulling each other over the wall. And like, I'll never forget you, Nick Cage. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And that's like, I bet you he's just going to walk around. And yeah, yeah I was just like, oh, I, I, that's exactly how I would have written that bit. It's fantastic. Yeah, it really was. So that great choice. That's that's awesome. I'm a little bit jealous that you got it on the 4K sent to you. I'm jealous of me. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, right on. Very cool. Uh, do you have anything else on no, your list? No, that's that's everything for me this week. Okay. All right. So now it is time for us to dive into our movie news and things that are coming up this week. But I think first. We should dive into our discussion about Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase 4 and where we think it's going and Thor and the whole bit like that. Mm. Uh, Ruben, I'll, I'll, I'll let you kick it off. Okay, cool. So um, I've been, last few months really, just been looking at, it's not overly negative, but there's a lot of people that are pointing out, I think, some fairly good things about Phase 4. Uh, one of the the overwhelming concerns for Phase Four with uh, Marvel is that they don't really have an idea where they're going, and they're going quantity over quality. Um, that's not to say that the stuff that we've had out is great. I mean, it isn't great, but compared to what we've had before, you know, the, it was such a cinema experience. The ten years leading up to Endgame, such an amazing plan. That what we have now does feel a bit messy and all over the place. And I think had they had an idea of how they were going to tie in all these characters again, because I think there's an expectation for that to happen. And because it's not happening, people are like, uh, I don't really like how much you're putting out and it's not really as good. So we talk about phase four films. Uh, Eternals wasn't met with very good um, praise. Uh, mm -hmm. Captain, no, no, uh, Shang-Chi had mixed reviews. It didn't do as well Which as Which I people. find just baffling. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. Uh, One Division had mixed reviews. Uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier had mixed reviews. Hawkeye had very mixed reviews. Miss mm -hmm. Marvel, I doubt we'll even see a second season, or I, although I think it's fantastic. I love it. Like, I love it, love it. Uh, Moon Knight, again, very mixed reviews. What If, very mixed reviews. Uh, the series, particularly. I mean, I think Loki is probably the most popular one. Um, and even that had some mixed reviews. Black Widow, most people didn't like. 
which I still enjoyed, uh, and Spider-Man, obviously. What are your thoughts, Chris? Um, I I can agree where because I was thinking about this when you when you um told me about this topic, this potential topic. The the thought that did pop into my head is I I am uncertain of where the direction of this this phase is going. Hmm. You know that it doesn't seem like we're seeing any type of um, there isn't any connection. Bat. Mm. Bad guy, yeah, connection, anything like this where it feels like it's leading up or that they're they're going to be intertwined in some way. Mm. That's the other thing, that they all seem very siloed and But we know so they're not they're, which is weird. It is weird, yes. Mm. That it's and I and I we have had so many movies and well just content in general within phase four yeah. that it is I mean it's a lot. It is a lot. You know, and I, like, I, I can see, I mean, I, I didn't enjoy what if, um, and I know that people didn't like Hawkeye. I had fun with it because I liked the character a lot. Mm. Uh, the, I'm not sure it was necessarily moving the whole MCU forward in that narrative, but it did bring up a, it, the, it progressed his wife's character in a in a amazing way yeah it's great yeah like i'm very intrigued by what this means um but i think you need the, you hit the nail on the head there there are all these uh, series and movies there are moments in it that really could connect well but they don't seem to be taking it anyway prime example loki amazing multiverse no mention in the multiverse movie that we just had at all no connection like what I, I found that to be really, really strange hmm. that because when we saw Loki and we saw, was it Kang, the conqueror? Yeah. The, the, Kang. The, yeah. So he, um, <clears throat> we see that he sees a ripple and things happen. You know what I mean? And <clears throat> the multiverse is tearing apart. Uh, and I thought that we would have seen that part within Doctor Strange multiverse of madness. It wouldn't have been hard to do. It, just one no. little flash, one world passing through. Yeah, just it, it to the fact that there was no tie-in whatsoever is is glaring to me. Mm. That that seems like a, a but that an says to me they don't actually have a connectivity. They don't know. They haven't mapped it out properly. Yes. Now, can I read? I want to. I I stumbled across a tweet. Yeah. Last night. And so I'm going to play a little bit of a devil's advocate because you you brought up a great point because you said these, these, these movies have all been, they've been very different, Mm. uh, you know, from each other. And so the tweet it's from, uh, the user, Adam Barnhart. Um, he was a blue check. So I don't know. I don't know who he is. Doesn't really matter. I think a movie review or something like that. Somebody to do with entertainment. But he said, quote, after years of critics slamming the Marvel formula and filmmaking template it deployed one time after the next, it's weird to see the Phase 4 movies, the ones that clearly break that formula and mold, are so diverse, end quote. So, I mean, he brings up an interesting point there that, you know, the at least from a filmmaking and storytelling standpoint. Now, I, this doesn't go to the general connectivity of the movies, but we do see how people, they don't like the new formula, that they don't like that these movies are different. You know, I mean, Eternals, people said it was boring, Mm -hmm. that it was just, it wasn't, it didn't feel like a Marvel movie. 
that's what you've been complaining about the whole time, that they all feel exactly the same. And now finally <laughs> so we get win. something different. Yeah. yeah what, what do you do at that point? I, 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 mean, see, you just, I see the complaint. Uh, I think I'm one of the few people that actually really likes Eternal. So I, like, I'm a big fan I, of the film. I've seen it a number of times. It, I think it is very different. It does drag somewhat. But sure. how do you start an origin movie with so many prominent characters? It's kind of is the starting platform. And then the, the end credit sequences really give us an idea of this big multiverse story. That is where I thought they were going to take it with those end credit scenes. That is where I thought where we're going to start seeing the connectedness, the, the space stories, um, civil, not civil war, what's it called? Uh, the big new phase four film. Oh, what the hell is it called? Mm, it's going to bug me. Is this not the Guardians movie? No, no. It, there's a big... It's supposedly where the phases meant to lead, like the new Civil War or the new Endgame. Oh, uh, oh okay. It's a big comic, and I wish I could remember hmm. what the hell it is. I wonder if it's not even in Phase 4 anymore. I mean, they... Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it, yeah, I, like you, I enjoyed Eternals a lot. Um, and I, and I liked that it was different. I liked that it was quieter and slower. Is, is it the perfect movie? No. Is it the perfect Marvel movie? No. But again, we're, you're right. We're establishing these new characters. I mean, this is an origin story, not for one person, but for more than a handful of people, Mm. you know, and to be able to create arcs for most of them where we get to see, wow, I really understand you and I'm connecting with you and, ooh, that's very touching and, ooh, I don't like you, mm. you know, that I, but like even, even Thor, Love and Thunder. Mm. So we start out with the Asgardians of the galaxy, you know, we've got Peter Quill. Yeah. So there's and, a nice little bit of connectedness you know, there. Yeah, and then they disappear from the movie because they say they're going to go answer a distress call. And so maybe that's going to answer, you know, that's going to connect them. If anything, it's just going to connect it to the next Guardians movie. Probably Guardians, yeah. You you know, I don't feel that this movie really connected us to the MCU in any further way. I mean, it was a Thor story. It didn't, no. You know, and it didn't even have a, I mean, so we get, you know, the end credit scene uh, or the mid credit scene. That's just setting up more Thor. Yeah. Yeah. The Hercules uh, story, Zeus, that, Mm. yeah, that is just a Thor. As far as I know, that's just a Thor storyline there. I mean. Did you not smile at that moment because of how much you love a particular series? I did. But my wife, my wife, we were like, I was like, oh, my gosh, did you see? And she was like, that was right. And I'm like, yes. And she, you know, it was, oh, my goodness. Because I, yeah, for for my boys who haven't seen it, they were just like, who's that? Who is that? I mean, they knew that they, they understood the character, especially my young son, who, you know, is more familiar with the whole comics and just all of the lore and everything else. But um, but he didn't know the actor and and the way that we knew him, so it yeah. was it was funny to see that. But it, yeah, you're right. It just it it set up more Thor, and I didn't get the sense that that has any connectivity to anything Mm-mm. that's going. Because now you know when you have the the Guardians leave, mm. th- they have now separated, yeah. and so you don't feel that they're coming back. But you know what? 
it, it's there are alarm bells going off for me for Marvel because this feels like now we're doing individual projects. What DC has said they're doing, mm. not connecting, and DC is failing. I'm sorry, there's no two ways about it. It's just no, yeah, all the stuff that's going wrong. It's just not. It doesn't mm-hmm. look good. It feels like they need to re- a reboot, speak to yeah. Kevin Feige, and you know, have a sit down and going, okay, we need to map out our characters. What are you going to do? First thing he's going to say is bring Kevin Ke- uh, Cavill back, let him finish his Superman. Uh, trilogy and have the Superman trilogy launch your new uh, connectiveness and we can write the comics yeah. around that. I guarantee you that would work. That's just my two cents. Anywho, um, so the single films way. So you've established what works for Marvel and then you go, no, we don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you go, what? Why wouldn't you take, okay, we've completed this phase We've done 10 years. Now tell the fans we're going to do another 10 years and we're going to do all these origin films and get you invested in new characters, but then bring you back uh, into, and it's just popped into my brain, the Invasion War, which is another Avengers story, but with the new Avengers, Invasion War, which is all kind of space. But isn't that going to be, because we're getting Secret Invasion, which is a series. Uh, So I don't know. That should be a that's movie the, um, or two the movies. Scrolls. Yeah. So is it going to, maybe that sets up. The, yeah, maybe the that sets mo- up the, I, the movie. Yeah. But see, isn't that, isn't that a risky proposition yeah. that you, that you're creating series that, that are on a platform that not everybody subscribes to mm. or even has access to, you know? The, and the so, series should be in between that you can watch that, what the characters are doing in between. Um, so that the films could be a universe on their own. You don't have to have watched the series. They can they can provide extra content. Exactly. You know what I mean. So if you so if you see like uh, think to uh, Top Gun Maverick, mm. you didn't have to watch the original Top Gun to get all of the re- all of the context within Maverick. But if you had seen the original, certain beats hit harder. They yeah. were more impactful. They still made sense, but they they meant something to those who watched it. So the same mm-hmm. thing could be whole, held true here where, okay, I watched the the series on Disney Plus that was in between the two movies. Mm. Ooh, this scene has more of an impact to me, but the movie should be able to stand on its own. That it should, you know I mean? What I've, mean? I've seen all seven context. seasons of um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I love that that family and, and the story. I thought it was excellent. And I mm-hmm. love the idea that this is what happens to Colson after the Avengers. But it doesn't affect the movies yeah. in any way. And that's kind of what they should do. Yeah, exactly. It should it should it should complement it, but mm-hmm. not be necessary viewing. I think that's that's a dangerous spot to get into because you you instantly alienate potential fan base because they just don't have access or don't watch or what choose a reason that they don't watch the series or can't watch the series in the, you know? in the grand scheme of media marvel has come up pretty quickly uh like how many years it's to go to the behemoth that it is now from back in the days where it was close to not existing at all mm-hmm. um and it it was for films like blade that made um studios go oh people really like comic book comic book movies actually maybe we should do some more and then once they started iron man that that was the thing that solidified it but we did have a few comic book movies that helped beforehand but marvel was very close to going under they they were shutting their doors they were closing things down 
they've got to be careful because pandemic, new pandemic, people not being quite, not wanting to go to the cinema unless it's special. If they start losing faith, then they're only watching stuff on Disney Plus, which means, excuse me, creators are only going to do stuff for Disney Plus. Uh, which means it's going to be a very different world that we live in. That connectedness is probably going to be connected to series because, like we were saying, there's more watch time for the platform mm-hmm. on that. And it just becomes a mess. And then people don't know whether they're coming or going. And it's like, have you seen this? Uh, my wife asked me, have I seen this? Do I need to see this? And I'm like, no, it doesn't connect to anything. Whereas before, have you, we were getting ready to watch the new Thor and we had to mm-hmm. go back uh, and watch all the Thors and the story to connect it to remind and they added so much more weight to watching Thor Love and Thunder now I didn't think it was amazing but I certainly had a lot of fun with the film sure Um, Ragnarok is still far better agreed (laughs) yeah agreed Uh, yeah I don't know what more to say on that really I'm just worried I'm worried for Marvel yeah I'm while I love the amount of content that we're getting, I'm worried that it's being rushed. I also, f- it is rushed. I would say yeah. it definitely is rushed in parts. The quality is yeah. is waning a bit. Mm-hmm. We have amazing technology. Another thing, because we're using that amazing technology that forfeits all other issues. When I showed you a clip this week, when one little company, <laughs> a YouTube channel, can do a better job at de-aging um, over a Any number of days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then you got to ask yourself what is going on when you're looking at certain CG stuff and it's Disney and you have a multi-billion dollar corporation that can't get their CG right. You, again, you're asking yourself what is going on? Yeah, you it's, they're doing quantity over quality, which I can understand to a degree from the streaming platform because Disney, they, they need at least Disney Plus, you know, needs a constant infusion of new content. Yeah, the to most keep, people to keep that subscriber base going, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but but from the movie standpoint, you, I would rather have less Marvel movies. I mean, they're becoming less of an event, mm. or they're going to become less of an event because they become so lackluster. That's the well, thing that you. From a person that loves hero films, I was, mm-hmm. was going to say Marvel, but I love hero films, DC, mm-hmm. whatever it is, non non comic book, whatever hero mm-hmm. films in costume, yeah. non costume. Uh, I watched. What did we watch? We went to the cinema. We watched a new trailer for Black Adam, um, uh-huh. and we both went, "Well, that looks average." I think we're saturated. Uh, They've. Y- they're they've put too much literally that and that's someone that who loves who does this like if whenever there's a new you know thor love and thunder heard all the rumblings i'm there first showing as soon as i can get a seat if i'm not going to london for a press screening count me in um but then you know we watch this trailer and we go mm. just just meh right mm. average yeah yeah well my i like my oldest son uh he's he's done with marvel for the most part i mean he's because of that because it's just he's like i'm it's it's so oversaturated that 
you know, and I, and I agree. I mean, I like I still I still love to go to them. I mean, and they went mm. with Thor with us. We, you know, the whole family went mm. um, to see it this uh, on Thursday night. And, you know, we had fun with it. And there are portions, you know, that we can chuckle at or whatever, and we still mm. enjoy discussing it. But it is the the overabundance of these films make them less special. Mm. And, and then when you combine that with the average storytelling. Yeah. You know, that it just, it, I think uh, it's working I, against itself. Can I just talk about one yeah. thing in Thor, Love and Thunder? Spoiler, but if you listen to this. <sighs> Thor is fighting uh, Voldemort. And. Yeah. Well, not Voldemort. Yeah, it's Voldemort. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> if you think about the story, okay. it's Voldemort. <laughs> sure. Well, you know, okay, wait, a quick side. <laughs> yeah. uh, my wife was like. Dude, there were so many shots from Harry Potter with Voldemort because, you know, the way it focuses on his feet as yeah. he's walking or yeah. dragging. This, yeah. He's Voldemort. So, and yeah. even his cloak yeah. and his flowy thing, it's Voldemort. Oh, he's got go. no yeah. nose. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Harry <laughs> Potter. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, and so he's up there on this moon and they're going to open the gate and for the one wish, blah, 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 blah. And all these kids, they've come to rescue these kids. And then he quotes his father's thing. By grab Thor's hammer, I salute you f- to have the, the power of Thor for a certain amount of time only. If he could always do that, why didn't he do that in Endgame? Why didn't he do that in Ragnarok? He didn't just magically get powers. It's, it's like they made up a new superpower for Thor. Now, just because he knows who he is doesn't mean he manifests new powers. Where'd, when did he unlock that? So all these kids... And also, and also, does magic mean you suddenly know how to become a master um, fighter? Because it does mean that for Jane. She was dying from cancer and she has uh, the, the Mjolnir and suddenly she's a master at fighting. I, I don't buy it. Thor at least has been training all his life. We see that in the montage. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But come on, the kid with the bunny. I mean, amazing. Uh, I loved it. And, 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 it's, and it's cute. And I was like, yeah, I totally know that all of those are going to become like the next things for a time. And it's cute and it's cool. But that doesn't explain how they now are amazing fighters or where he suddenly is able to even do that. And if you could always sure. do that, then you could have done that in any game. Like, that would have helped them a lot. Yeah, well, and... and- Think about, too, so there's two things also then that um, he speaks to Mjolnir. um, Yeah, he says, please always protect her. Exactly, yeah, which which sets up. So I do like that. I don't understand how he, how Mjolnir has become kind of sentient. I mean, because it was really just. with the the, the Stormbreaker. Yeah, like a shot. yeah, the the one the, the the one shot, yeah, where the where where the axe comes into view just oh kind of floats in there. Gosh. I mean, okay, so that was cute and that was funny, but that bothered me too. It also that, doesn't make sense. Yeah, uh, no, all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden it has attitude and it mm. has a thought. No, the the reason that Mjolnir in the first Thor would not respond or couldn't be picked up is because Odin put runes on it to that only until he was worthy. Could he pick it up? Yeah. Makes sense. It's very grounded within mm. a superhero realm. 
right? Exactly. Yeah. Now we have him talking to it, and and then the the axe just having a mind of its own, and and it it reacting in weird ways, like like some but jealous is, thing. It's like they just embrace the comedy <laughs> so much in this that anything goes. And like, why do that? You've taken all the gravitas away from what you you built the character. Yeah. Kirsten's worst thing about Thor, the character, is that she loved him in Thor one because he was still the blonde, blonde-eyed, uh, blonde-eyed, blonde-haired, blue-eyed <laughs> god. He looks amazing, uh-huh. but he was still really intelligent. Um, he he could have he would his fish out of water character was when he was on Earth because he didn't know yes. how to do things. Smash the mug. I'll have another. You know, that's the Viking in, in him. But he wasn't dumb. Later versions of that has suddenly been, oh, Thor's stupid. He's like, he's the good looking god, but he doesn't understand things you were saying to him. But then some points he were like, oh, no, he understands the quantum mechanics of certain things. Even in Love and Thunder, he has that really in-depth conversation but oh yes we need to talk about and it goes into science things one movie backwards even in in ragnarok there is people are talking about science stuff and he's like "Mm, smash so he comes they make his character stupid because he's the good looking strong guy and it's almost like saying you can't be strong and smart at the same time uh but then they contradict themselves so there was it's never a balance between his character i think they've struggled with that throughout the the movies and the first one was the one to show that really Mm -hmm. the for me the ad-libbing while i loved it in ragnarok Mm. in this movie i felt it actually harmed like i didn't know it felt like the story was all over the place like it didn't have a direction for a large portion when it wasn't on christian bale yeah um or even natalie portman's just backstory kind of thing yeah it it didn't feel like it knew where it was going i 100 agree I think the, Christian Bale's character is amazing. His story is excellent. But what yeah. a wasted... He's, he's a brilliant bad guy. What a wasted opportunity. I did like the setup, though. I thought that the giving us the background by starting the movie on him was hmm. really good because I understand him. Yeah, I, but I want I more. See now, I want more of him. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 The, but did you notice... I don't know if you noticed. It stood out to me, and maybe it was just me reading into things, but it felt like... A lot of the scenes that were kept in were all of these practices of of the ad-libbing, and they just kept it in. You know what I mean? Because you would look at it and like Thor saying a whole bunch of things, and I'm cringing. I'm like, mm. this is not funny. You need to stop this. You know, because you can see, um, you can tell. At least I can with uh, Taika. Some of his some of his interactions, not so much in this one, but there have been other times where he you can see where he's ad living. You mm. can see where it's it's spur of the moment type of thing. Um, where like even in Free Guy, where he he talks about you know KFC, you know want to whatever that you know boiled turkey mm. or whatever that he changes it because that's right then he's thinking of it off there. Now it is mm. creative, but you can feel. That he's workshopping it, that he's trying to ad lib right there, mm. and you you felt I felt a lot of this throughout this movie where it's just Thor standing up on something, trying to give a a speech, and the audience that he's speaking to reacting kind of the same way that I am, where it was like that wasn't mm. funny. Yeah, I mean, you've got to ask yourself when the goats are funnier than your jokes, you're missing something. So yeah. 
Yeah. When oh, the goats, the, I laughed hard when the goats hit the planet, and I oh, thought the, the, the I, I thought the planet was, was massive, but then they were there and they were like, ah! Yeah. Dude, uh, I was wet yeah. myself. <laughs> Well, and and them walking on the planet, you can see yeah. how tiny the planet yeah, actually is. It's like, like they're walking on yeah. a basketball. That was so, really yeah, clever. No, it, I, I really appreciated that. Yeah, yeah, I did too. And I liked, I liked when they got there where um, the color went desaturated. You know, I and and where um, Mjolnir would light up and it cr- cast a little bit of the color so back good. to her that was glowing. Yeah. Now I thought that was super well done yeah. in there. I'm like, yes, this is Give this is that. good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I was I was so torn with this mm. movie. Yeah, no, exactly. I love the Cthulhu style monsters that he would create from the shadows. I really wanted to know the origins of the demon, but we never do find out. It's just this sword that has the power, obviously an entity. The sword chooses its chooses its wielder. But I'm guessing it's again the storyline of there has to be balance in the universe. So all these gods are powerful, but then there's the thing that, that has to be created that can take care of them. Um, that's how I understood it, because I don't know the origins or the history. Yeah, the ne- and the Necro Sword, the Necro Sword, very cool sword. Yeah, yeah very, I mean, cool. very cool well, yeah, name. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I don't understand that either. Because who decides when the god needs mm. to die? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. What are the rules in that? Because this is the yeah. first time really that we've heard of a. We've never heard you know, of anything god, like that. Yeah, a god killer. You know, uh, so again, it, it feels like something that's made up, and there also happens to be a wish, a MacGuffin that can get you out of this big mess. So we're going to do that at yeah. the center of the universe again. You know, like, all right, is this near nowhere or? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, I mean, it. Uh, but, middle of the road for me. Yeah, I was very disappointed when. Um, well, I was. I was mo- the most emotionally engaged when I thought Korg was dead. And I thought, wow, they were brave enough to do that? Cool. I didn't see that coming. Oh, don't worry, everybody. Turns out the only part of me that's alive is my face. It's like, ah, oh, I see. I really like your character, but you could have used it as a, a place to... But then again, Motiv- how many motivation. more characters can Thor handle dying because he's had almost everyone he knows and loves <laughs> sure. die. and and jane in yeah. this movie was dying. for me though I, it was almost like um taika watiti's ego getting in the way a little bit mm. that he had you know that, like cork has a big role in this like speaking parts and, and you know that like, he wasn't ever meant to have a big role in ragnarok either when he looked over the script he puts much more of himself in it so yeah, and I just I, I mean I can appreciate that from the actor standpoint where he's like oh you know I want to be involved more and stuff like that but from the director standpoint is it really helping the movie? Because we could have we could have had along? more of Valkyrie and Thor. I think they're very good together. <sighs> I would have loved to have more of that. Now I liked having Korg tell the story mm, to keep you know that to was catch clever. us up. I thought mm. I thought that was good. You yeah. know so okay. This is a this is a good way. I'm willing to buy it. Mm. I'm you know, and his and that funny way of of saying things. Yeah, works. no, that worked, and, and we didn't even need more than that. That would have been enough to have Korg in that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. So mm. meh, meh, meh. Anyway, should we move on from our Marvel madness and talk about some news? Yes. 
Um, I, I hear I you've got a lot of news. Ton of news. <laughs> All right, yeah, I do. Let's go, yeah. Chris. Give us okay. the news. Rapid fire here. Um, <laughs> Amazon canceled Night Sky after one season. I actually the, you know, swore out loud basic. when I found this out. I yeah. was pissed because not only was this a slower and and quieter sci-fi mystery series, but you have J.K. Simmons and Sissy Spacek killing it, mm. and it leaves us on a spot. Well, it's not like a cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. It is kind of a cliffhanger. No, it's I a mean, massive. we've just discovered <laughs> yeah. something. And what? I I don't. Mm, yeah, it made me mad. Um, the okay. Can I? This is a question that I have because I saw a tweet or the, it was a, it was an article. It was a quote from Empire Magazine, mm. and it brought up the question to me: Do do actors not go to the movies? Because Christian Bale, I mean, he he said something about um, the MCU before he joined Love and Thunder. And I can't tell if he's trying to be cool and aloof or if he's actually being genuine. Because he said, quote, I saw one of the films where there was a big bloke looking for stones. So that was quote, that was from, quote, end quote, from um, Empire Magazine. I bet now, he said it in his really British accent as well. I saw oh, totally. one of the blokes. Yeah, I, yeah, one of the blokes. Yeah. <laughs> It's all one of those films where the, there was a big bloke looking for stones. That I don't even know what that <laughs> accent was. was that? I apologize. That's amazing. To, Do that I again. apologize to everybody. <laughs> I just offended so many different cultures. I, I'm not going to do that again. All of the but, accents at once. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but okay, so here's the thing. Like as an actor, I mean, I could. Well, I'm not an actor, but I can get that to a degree. Like when I worked at Roundtable Pizza in high school, because I was around pizza all the time. I hated pizza for a while. So the thought of pizza made me sick to my stomach. So I didn't want to be around pizza. I didn't want to go to a pizza place. I didn't What's want to wrong eat with pizza. You, right? you, you, pizza. Because my car smelled like pizza. <laughs> I smelled like pizza. It, Fair enough. It was just, okay. yeah. So, so I can get that, that maybe actors, after spending all day doing what they do, they don't want to go and see a finished product. See, I don't buy that, but yeah. Okay. So... Is and that's where I'm like I'm torn in this because I like I hear that and I'm like, well, is he just trying to be aloof? Is he just really like like yeah, trying you, to say you do your the homework. MCU is not cool? The MCU is a massive thing, and if you're part of it, the least he needs to do is watch the Thor stuff, which includes the Infinity Stones. So yeah, uh, yeah, that's like, that's a weird thing to say. It's a bit it? disappointing actually. When you prepare for a role, you you prepare for everything that's come before and after. You don't have to study it, but you at least have to have read the book. Like, <laughs> if you it's a, based on the book and the character of a big, you normally like you read some of the stuff, you dog ear some of the pages. From, right? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I don't I I don't know. Anyway, um, I'll hit one more piece of news, then I'll let you go to some before I continue on. Mm-hmm. But um, okay, so discussing film had uh, reported that, and I thought this was kind of weird and cool, Austin Butler, um, mm, he yeah. he lost the role for Rooster in Top Gun Maverick yeah. to Miles Teller, okay? <laughs> but Miles Teller lost the role of Elvis to Austin Butler. Now, I, I cannot see the reverse. Uh, I cannot see Miles Teller. I said Teller. exactly that. Like, it's good that they that happened. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, bravo to the to the the casting crew yeah. that said no. No, you know because you're not right. Miles Teller this. is perfect as Rooster, 
Mm. And Austin Butler, I mean, I can't imagine anybody else playing Elvis to the degree that he did. I mean, he encapsulated him like that. So, Yeah, no, I saw that as well. Yeah, very interesting. I thought it was pretty funny, actually. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Going back to the Duffer Brothers. Yes. The the Duffer Brothers have formed Upside Down Pictures, a production company that. that will produce adaptations of Death Note and The Talisman, as well as a Stranger Things spin-off for Netflix. Firstly, I love Upside Down Pictures. That's fantastic. Yep. I think great. that's great. Secondly, they can take Death Note off the table. I don't want them to touch that. Well, and, we already had a live-action adaptation. And it was awful. Yeah, so <laughs> stop it. <laughs> and the, the Talisman sounds interesting. No idea what that is, but yeah. Uh, Stephen King. Oh. Oh, is that a short? Yeah, which he... I'm sorry? Uh... Uh, no, I think it's a book. It may be oh, under his okay. pseudonym of oh. uh, what Richard Bachman. Okay, yeah, it's not so, one of yeah. Nice. So I thought that was fun. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um. Okay. Elon Musk is <laughs> <laughs> no longer buying uh, Twitter. <laughs> All that news for nothing, and everybody going, "Oh, Elon Musk is it?" Now he's not buying it. Uh, hilarious. I just thought I'd mention it because I thought it was funny. <laughs> well, and I got to imagine that at least in the United States, the, that somebody might go after him for like stock manipulation at mm-hmm. that point, mm-hmm. because just the, the talk of him doing this messed with the stock one way or the other. And I don't know yeah, if it, it rose yeah. the stock price or it lowered the stock price. It doesn't really matter though. He messed with the stock price by the announcement yeah. and then to, to, cause the havoc that he has <laughs> and then to pull out you know two months later or whatever it was yeah th- that you should have had before shady. you made the deal you should have had all everything ready to go when you make a big deal like that right yeah four that, billion that to me that <laughs> 44 billion right oh, Is that what 44 billion yeah 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 so he has to pay i think a one billion fee but the, but the oh my god yeah but the for backing out but the um the 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 board of directors or whatever we're talking about maybe pursuing they're at least going to um, look into legal action yeah i would against him because yeah. that yeah just uh, anyway, maybe he's going to yeah. escape to the moon him and jeff bezos on their uh the and penis you, rocket you, you can't <laughs> you can't make us pay while we're on the moon <laughs> yeah oh. anyway you carry on with your news i'm done Oh, you're de- oh, okay. Okay. Um, Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons, two actors that I really like. Um, they have been, they were dating. They met on a, on a movie set in 2016, I believe, got engaged in 2017. They have two children together and they just got married. So huh. that's kind of cool. Uh, and they, I saw She's not married that, to uh, Toby Maguire? Wow. <laughs> no, that's just in everybody's wishes. Um, <laughs> But yeah, she had uh, she had mentioned that how she she really enjoys acting with Jesse and wants to do more projects with him. So I think that'll be fun. She did that Netflix were, film, right? That was pretty cool. Yeah, the uh, Power mm-hmm. of the Dog. Yeah, and mm-hmm. yeah, I thought their dynamic was was creepy mm-hmm. and good. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it was it, yeah. Jesse Plemons. He's he's he brings Dude. presence. I think is the word. Yeah. He does gravitas. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Um, Captain America 4 yeah. as a directus uh, Julius Ona 
um, who He's, did the movie most recently called Loose, which I haven't seen, but I've heard really good things about it. Uh, but he also did the Cloverfield Paradox, which that makes was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think I enjoyed it. At least was entertained by some of it. Yeah, I liked it. it. I think it. I think Ten Cloverfield Lane is much better. Yes, I mm. agree completely. Um, so anyway, so we'll be getting that. Some of the tweets, though, what was it? Um, Hollywood Reporter was talking about how. Um, they were like trying to be coy and it came across as just stupid where they were talking about how um, Anthony Mackie is going to reprise his role as um, Sam um, in the new Captain America movie, but not coming back as Falcon. And everybody's replying to him is like, because he's Captain America. He's already we're, Captain America. Yeah, he's already. This is not news. This there is, was a it, whole series about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where have you so been? That was, yeah. And Hollywood Reporter, um, <laughs> sleep at the wheel there. Um, I don't know if you saw this. So we record, well, for everybody listening, we record on Saturdays uh, typically. Um, and then it's released, you know, the podcast is released on a Sunday. But uh, Friday night before, so the night before this recording, um, Mike Flanagan tweeted out that the fall of the house of usher had wrapped filming Ooh, they're finished yeah oh, i wonder how long until we get that now do we have a, a date a release date i don't remember what it is i want to say that it's uh it's either late 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 2022 mm. or mid 2023 mm. so i okay. mean i could see it well i could see both mm. so i don't know yeah i don't I, I don't know how much production uh, post-production has to go into this pretty much anything uh, this man puts his name to now oh, i'm there man yeah. oh absolutely dude is yeah. when it comes to horror he knows how to tell a story mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there's no like shock value it's building presence it's yeah. building Earned story yeah terror and like, gosh. yeah tension yeah nice that's good news yeah that is right yeah i was really excited by that mm. um my last bit of news is uh, we were talking about Nicolas Cage earlier with um, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, oh, wait, you can can't see, see that because Ruben I keep forgetting <laughs> Nick Cage. Yeah, you can't anyway. see me moving my fingers and acting like Nick Cage. Yeah, <laughs> but okay. it worked, and I saw it, and I loved it. Um, okay, so uh, Deadline reported that Nicolas Cage is going to star as a vodka drinking, flash dance loving dragon in High Fire. It's a a gritty crime drama series described as true detective meets Pete's dragon. What the hell? I'm so down for this. Man, and again, only Nick Cage could do this. I I love that whole premise. That's amazing. Right? None of that should work. And I can't wait to see it. Absolutely. He's the only person I could see doing it. Yeah. Well, the fact that he's playing the dragon too—that's even gosh. the best part. Like, I is don't, this I, live action? I have no idea. I don't is he, like, know. Is he a CG Nick Cage dragon? Oh wow! Well, see, and I get from when I hear True Detective meets Pete's Dragon, I hear live action with yeah. animated. Well, they did a Pete's Dragon yeah. live action Disney film, and that was great. So, I, oh, okay, yeah. okay. I yeah. didn't see that, which is weird because they already had a live action Pete's Dragon. With animation, so oh yeah, not, did that not, really need to happen? It, did, yeah, <laughs> no, it wasn't. It's CG, not animation. Uh, it's, sure, it, the dragon was real, but, basically. And and every all the people were CG. No, good. I'm, dragons I'm down are for real, that. Chris. 
I, no, I know. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that the people were CG in people this film, were. and it was it was it was the dragon that was people the real probably thing. Probably was CG. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so anyway, I don't know when it's coming. I don't know where it's coming. Uh, my but guess is it will, will be probably it. be yeah, like a like an HBO type of thing, maybe. Yeah, I don't probably know. something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that has a budget to yes. put behind it. But maybe they won't do another dragon show because they have House of Dragons. So yeah, well, uh, that leaves Amazon or Netflix, really. Yeah, there's Showtime. Showtime yeah, puts some money show, show a little bit. Good. But, yeah, but there's Star, still, uh, stars. Still, bigger budget. Could be stars, but again, stars is more adults. Well, both of those are also French. Showtime and yeah. stars are are less. Uh, I mean, Paramount Plus yeah. launched in uh, the UK. <clears throat> um, and I, can I just say I did the trial. And then I canceled because <laughs> it's poo. There's not a lot on there, and yet I still pay for it. I don't know why um, you would. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. There's I, nothing well, new no, on there. You, you're wasting your money once you've watched oh, your we series. Have, we, in the U.S., we have some new stuff. Some of the um, some of the series, I believe. Well, Halo's not over, new anymore, is it? No, Halo's not. But I mean, like, uh, there's one. Is it? Uh, primary education elementary i don't know that's some i didn't like it uh but it got really huge uh positive reviews my wife enjoyed it wow. um it's just a sitcom type of thing okay uh, but anyway yeah i don't know yeah and that may not have been on paramount plus it could have been on another one because you know we subscribe to everything so who knows i can't see it surviving <laughs> very well in the uk unless they just drastically get some content like apple have done yeah uh, I think really what they're going to do uh, for part of this is your your access to some of their movies, you know, which is mm. still weird, though, because like, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but the, the Mission Impossible movies are Paramount. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But some of those are available on Netflix in the U.S. Yeah. So I don't know why they wouldn't all be just exclusively on Paramount, I don't know. It, whatever. But their price is expensive. A year in the UK is seven ninety nine, which is more expensive than Disney Plus, which shows you. <laughs> yeah, I have to of, look at what the amount of originals that you get on Disney compared to what Paramount Plus, and they're charging more for it. Is well, bonkers. that's yeah. Well, in Apple, because Apple here in the US, I think is five ninety nine. Yeah, no, exactly. Disney Plus, I think is yeah. five ninety nine. Okay. So, yeah, no, totally. No, you're absolutely right. Mm. So, I don't... Yeah. Okay, that's all the news I have. Okay, cool. Um, Should we go into what we're looking forward to? Yes. Yes. My list is short. Your list is short. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is unfortunate. <laughs> okay, well, coming this week on Netflix, um, my list isn't short. So th that's weird. Oh, okay. okay. I'm looking forward to uh, Fazar. Oh, that animated series, sure. Yeah, um, which looks amazing, and it's it just just to reiterate right now, this is more adult than kids, probably 15 and up. Think yeah, um, Rick and Morty sort of tongue and cheek mm. stuff, uh, and then Kung Fu Panda: The Dragon Knight, which I'm really looking forward to. There's also Resident Evil, which comes out this Thursday. Yes. Uh, which I've been asking for screeners for like feels like for years, but n they were like no, still nothing either, huh? No, yeah. no. Um, Persuasion, which I'm pretty sure is going to be rubbish, but oh, you think so? 
yeah, well, there. <laughs> Go and have a look at the um, reviews because it has a few. Um, it's come out of the cinema a bit, I believe. So, oh, it's probably that's... part of the lowest reviews I've seen for a long time. Oh wow! Because like, I like Dakota Johnson, hmm. and this is a Jane Austen novel, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, which they, I don't know, because it's a comedy. It's a romantic comedy. Mm. So I don't know. Hmm. Okay, there's I'm a, looking forward to that. There's one. a series I'm going to avoid, Setonia, third season. But last time I did that and didn't like it, the culture destroyed me. So I will avoid that. What, what it's the comment section? No, Satonia oh, is um, Brazilian live action series. Am I not reading that right? Santonia. Um, What's it coming out on? Netflix. <laughs> uh, three really? teens living in the same Sao Paulo f- uh, favela pursue their dreams while maintaining their friendship amid a world of music, drugs, and religion. Um, yeah. So there's that. Huh. Yeah. I didn't even know about that one. Uh, have you not seen the first or second season? I have not seen either of the... Yeah. Huh. Ah, interesting. Okay. Well, uh, and I... Karen? Well, I can... I can... I can... Um, Brazilians are of a passionate group mm-hmm. uh, as a culture. I would agree. So yep. if... Um, y- yeah, if you said anything negative, I can see that that causing a <laughs> ripple effect. Yeah, in, you're not um, allowed to say anything negative. So, uh, <laughs> on Monday, there's a film called Valley of the Dead. Yes, <laughs> which it's the zombie. So yes, I'm there. But it's you know it's it's one that Netflix acquired because mm. it's been out for yeah, it's been out for a little while. Yeah, but I've not seen it, it and they're making it a Netflix <clears throat> original, I guess, because it's acquired the rights yeah so yes looks fun though it it does i'm i'm looking forward to it now i i hope though that it's going to be um decent because there was a movie uh, no a show on i think it was amazon mm. where it was kind of it was a zombie show oh yeah i know the and, one you're talking about yeah yeah and i don't remember the name of it but i got i got like 10 minutes in and i was like <laughs> I, i'm out I can't do it. I and I was I was looking forward to it, and just everything about it was just poo. <laughs> like, nope, gotta go. So <clears throat> hurts okay. hurts like hell. Wednesday, Netflix. Really? For, yeah. From <gasps> illegal gambling to match fixing, discover the seedy underworld behind the once revered sport of Muay in this drama inspired by real events. Huh. Ooh. That looks kind of cool. Yeah. That's oh, very, it's, a, it's a limited series. Yeah, it's very different. So I'm fingers crossed that it's good. Decent, yeah. Yeah. Nice. That one wasn't on my list. Ah. Anything That's else cool. on, on your uh, Um. In the theaters coming out this week, um, and because it's like it was weird, they were the the screenings were very very limited. Mm. Um, so my wife and I bought tickets to see this. So we're going Thursday afternoon. It's called Where the Crawdads Sing. Mm-hmm. It's the um, based on the book, right? It's based on 
Based on a book, yeah. My wife yeah. has been reading the book, and she's like almost done, and she's like, "I got to power through." We're seeing the movie this week. <laughs> I was like, "Okay," um, which I'm not going to read it. But uh, what is it? Um, Daisy Edgar Jones mm. um, from Hulu's Normal People, and she's been in some other things too. But um, oh, she was in Fresh as well with uh, Sebastian Stan. Mm. Um, so I'm looking forward to this one. I think it could be good. Uh, I don't know though. I mean, I, I've I've seen the first trailer, and that was it. So, I don't know. Going in kind of blind there, and it's been a while since I watched the trailer, which I think makes it even better. Um, there is a documentary uh, coming out on Netflix Wednesday called DP. Yeah, mm. it's on Netflix called DB Cooper. Where are you? Mm. And um, I, I don't know. I love documentaries, and uh, the DB Cooper mystery is it has been intriguing to me for like a really long time. I don't know if there's going to be any new information in this yet, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, if there is, that'll be fun. If it's all conjecture, well, I don't know, less fun, but you know, and I think that's, Oh, there's an Amazon movie coming out. Now it's been in the, maybe it's hidden theaters this week also, Mm. but it's called don't make me go Okay, with John Cho. I believe I like John Cho. I like him too. Um, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I, I don't know anything about it. Hmm. Um, I've just seen, I've seen some publicity coming. So, um, can I tell you, well, funny to me, uh, you know how, uh, what movie was it? There was something that, um, I didn't want to see. And so, um, my son and I both, we didn't want to see any of the trailers, so we ran out of the theater a couple months back. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, you saying something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I have only seen the first trailer to Nope <laughs> and the, the first teaser one. And then they came out with a much longer one that gives yeah. more of the story or yeah. whatever, which I have avoided. And because I don't want to know about it, I just yeah. want to go in completely blind. Yeah. And I had a feeling when we saw Thor hmm. that they were going to play a trailer. Yep. I ran out of the theater. Um, <laughs> and uh, my family texted me. It's like, it's done. And then I walk back in. <laughs> it's, Can't you just, just stick your fingers in your ears and close your eyes? No, because you can still hear. It doesn't completely block it out. I didn't want any. I was outside and I was down the hallway even so that I couldn't hear any type of anything. I just, I didn't want to know. And so. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, yeah. But that comes out in a couple of weeks, but I'm looking forward to that too. But <clears throat> yeah, uh, that, that's all that's on my list. It's actually kind of a quieter week, really, mm. compared to like this week, like everything in the world came out, it felt like. Yeah, there was a lot. It was. So, okay. Cool. Uh, anything else on your list? You good? No, I'm good. Okay. Well, thank you for listening to us this long. We appreciate uh, your support. Uh, if you could rate and review us wherever you happen to listen to us on the podcast, we would really appreciate that. That does help us out. It gains it uh, more popularity. If you could also share this around with your friends on social media or however you share it, word of mouth even works. Uh, we would greatly appreciate that. If you have any friends or family that enjoy movies and general nonsense, then you know this is the place to come. Uh, check us out on YouTube, Ruben with the Ruby Tuesday with a huge focus on world cinema, animation, and anime. Um, Chris with Movies and Munchies, with not a huge focus, just kind of everything that comes out. And and, um, (laughs) hit us up on Twitter 
we best we watched we can um would love to chat with you there also patreon please if you get an opportunity head over to the patreon and just check it out we have so much content on there that nobody else gets to hear it is exclusive content just curated for you uh, there are opportunities to even request uh, that we do something special uh, depending on the tier that you support us on. So we would love to have you there. You can go to patreon.com slash ones. And with that, what? Uh, yeah, we will see you next week. Thanks. Take care. <laughs>